Good afternoon or morning, depending on where you're at. Welcome to The Lore You Know, episode 12, the Le or Leone and the Manticora. Leone is a city, in case that wasn't clear, in the Scarlands. Yay! Hi, Sarah. Middle of the continent. Hi. How's it yeah. going? Ah, uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Awesome. It's Friday. It Not is Friday. Much anymore, because I don't even know what day of the week it is. Um. <laughs> totally fair. Like, what's the difference anymore? I don't know. Um, so I'm going to move the map here up to our up area. Up to where it is. Oh, yeah. And it's on the south end of the Bleak Savannah, correct? Uh, it's Yeah, it's not on your map. A little bit further south than that. What's the... So we have Clarity Lake, which is what's next to it. Oh, you This map really... does not have you it marked. Map. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's the image. It's right south of Scrub Woods, right on, right on the edge of, of Clarity Lake. Gotcha. So we're um, talking like here-ish. I don't see a thing, but yeah, you're you're showing it on the thing. Nice. Um. So yeah, it's kind of that that little point on the very westernmost uh, shore of Clarity Lake. Um. So Manticora. I I love the Manticora. Um. But you know, you could argue that I have played multiple feline furry characters on various role-playing games throughout my time as a gamer. I have to um, say that like. I, Cat people are the most that I've seen are the most requested of yeah. the animal people. People are just like, when is the cat folk for this coming out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Manticore, like there you go. Yeah, yeah. And and so I'm just like, hey, cool cat folk. I love cat folk and I've I've what well, non in non D D settings I have played many, many cat folk. I've I freaking played a Cation in Star Trek. I mean uh, <laughs> I'm a fan of cat folk. Um nice. And so much as I'm not quite like a furry straight on, but but in that regard, certainly I teach. So I was I was very enthused, and I love what they've done with them in terms of really those anthropomorphic traits you see so often with the they call the digitigrade legs, where you've got kind of right. like they're they're rocking on their toes, and the that like angle is actually their foot, and then like that second leg is sort of like their heel and it's you know it's like right. an extra it's like an extra knee going the other direction yeah. on the lower half of their leg um which is popular for anthrop anthropomorphic right. characters um and they've got that uh that feline muzzle like part of their nose and mouth but and feline-ish eyes but then human ears and human arms and torsos but with like cat claws um which are retractable but we canonized that they're retractable so they're fucking retractable um yeah. <laughs> yeah. i mean cats are so huh? <laughs> cats claws are retractable so they're i would retractable. say yes so, yeah lion claws are retractable they're based on lions um uh and in fact this this artwork is the very art i use to describe the cat one of the cat folk characters we wrote about in uh, Vigilant. Nice. Um, so I just I was like, she looks like this because I'm lame and I just want to. <laughs> I was like, I was watching it. That is, that is a canon. That is a picture of Marika from Vigilant. Nice. <laughs> and she's a Vigilant barbarian uh, 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 in, uh, yeah, the Pelpernoid Vigil. <laughs> in that, who work in the Hagger Hills. Um, and I don't know so. when you want to talk about this, but since it's on this picture, on her waist dangles a, a strange-looking gauntlet, like it's a metal gauntlet thing. What what is that, Sarah? Those are claw gauntlets. Yeah. 
which I which is like one of the one of the new weapons in uh, in the uh, Scarlands Player Guide for Pathfinder Fifth Edition, um, and specifically all um, Manticora who grew up in any of these areas in Gelsfad have it as a favorite weapon, as like a weapon they learn to use. It's just the nature of being a Manticora. Um, and they're pretty cool. They're not. They're not like. You know, they, they don't have kind of the, the overpowered stuff as you see in a lot of, you know, like, I get to reroll once, you know. They're right. <laughs> effectively, in terms of combat, they're like a short sword in terms of, like, the damage and what you can do with them. They're not, like, super special. But if you're playing a Manticora, the one advantage you have is the Manticora, when they're empty-handed, like, not carrying a bow or, or pack or anything, um, they can go down on a fours mm -hmm. and get their base move increases to 40. Um, claw gauntlets are considered empty-handed for yeah. them. So they can be armed with claw gauntlets and still get that move of 40. Um, so that's the one massive advantage of giving your character claw gauntlets. <laughs> Increased move if you're not already playing a monk or whatever other right. uh, classes that get extra move. Barbarians get extra move in 5th edition? They do. They do, okay. I can remember. <laughs> Once more, I rolled wrong edition and couldn't get you yeah. always just say that. Just be like, hey, in some edition, this is true. So Some edition is true. Depending on what you're playing, this yeah, may, just or don't may ask not be about, true. Just don't ask me about fourth or first edition, because those are the two I don't know. I don't know anything about first and fourth. I only know second, third, and fifth. That's totally fair. Those are the ones you should know. <laughs> <laughs> so the, oh, the book that just came out, depending on when you're watching this, it just came out... Um, Two days ago. Two days ago, yeah. Yeah, Wednesday. Is um, Leone. Which is basically why we decided to talk about Manticore. This yeah, week, I think. it just yeah. ended up working well. Yeah. And and that's the cover art for that. Yeah, picked it up. It's a short book, but it's part of an overall longer book that they're just going at, putting on a chapter every right. couple months um, called uh, Vigil Watch. And um, and I, I, I love this book mostly because I'm in the thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the special thanks sections. It's like I'm not in the special thanks section of the Augments, but I am in the Visual Watch. So I'm like, it's a Visual Watch thing. I, I, my name's in it, kind of, um, because of the timeline that uh, we put together for Scarlands. And, um, and we're now actually working on the Scarlands wiki. No surprise. Given Yay! How much we're talking about it. We've been actually updating the wiki with a lot of the information we've been kind of delving into. But yeah, I picked up this book Wednesday. Um, it's I love it. Um, I, I particularly love... Uh, one of the pieces of art, um, not, don't, not, uh, how do I phrase this? This piece of art is fine. I don't have a problem with it. Well, I have a couple problems with it. <laughs> it's good. It's well, it's nice art, but I love this piece more than one, one you just put up because I think it's more indicative to what I picture the Manticora looking like. Um, uh, cause the other piece, they have like pointy elvenish ears and they're described as having round ears. Um, I'll go back just to, to see their ears in this show. one. Yeah, to compare to contrast. Where are you? There um, you are. I think they look more like lions in this one. They are supposed to be tawny, um, lionish, um, paler fur. Um, the 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 female manticore have more fur on their faces apparently, but um, and the male manticore have bushier hair. They're hmm. based on lions. So. Um, for the background, we didn't talk about that yet, although we've kind of alluded to it before. That, yeah, maybe we um, should show the original yeah. Manticora first. 
Yeah, because... oh god, this, this monstrosity. Yeah, um... There we are in all our glory. The, the art that I really don't like... So I, I gotta go back in the history of this, what the Manticore are. So, back in the 3X days, this is all we had. This was, the Manticore were just this, this monster mentioned as, like, you might run into these in the Bloodsteps. And, or in other wastelands of Scarredland, yeah. they're raiders and barbarians, and they'll attack villages and send your PC adventurers off to fight them. And they were just a monster, and that was it. And they really, there wasn't much of a description. They were described as Vangles... This, this race that Vangle made, and really the only one that was talked about in any detail, and I, I don't, I probably didn't grab a picture of her, but was Vangle's Herald. So Vangle's Herald is a Manticora, and I think they were like, we're gonna make this um, race to be this cool cat people because Vangle is into that kind of thing. So so we have Vangle's Herald, and they're like, oh, now we gotta talk about the freaking race she is, so they created the Manticora. And and she doesn't even look fully like a manticore because she's flipping wings, which the manticore don't have. <laughs> but of course, because she's given all these gifts by Vangle because she's his herald. Um, and she's a great NPC to like. I've used her before a couple occasions. She's like a great great uh, foil for the PCs once they get up to the those higher levels. Yeah. Um. Oh, so I think she's a really interesting character. But this is really all we had back in the 3X days of the Manticora, and they weren't honestly very interesting, and other than her, I never really put any thought into them, whatever, because you had that other picture, and they're kind of just the mother monster. Um, they're really, I don't recall them having playable stats that were, if they had playable stats, I don't think they did, and they weren't very interesting. Um, so, it, to me, it wasn't even something I considered as a playable race. It was just like, it's just a monster. Blah. Um, and the only thing unique about them is they were not really a titan spawn, because they were created by Vagel. Okay, they're a Vangle monster. <laughs> it's like, okay, they're still a monster. It wasn't a big deal. Um, and then uh, it, the Termana book came out a little bit later, and they did introduce a playable cat folk race called the Teleri, um, which did, which was set up as a playable race if you bought the Termana book, which like three people did. Um, <laughs> I have it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So the three people um, are you, and, me, and Fran? <laughs> and, no, well, she's my conscience. Um, uh, <laughs> back then, though. Um, uh, and they, there's a lot of books, like, flipping huge movements touched on that yet. But they're like this savage jungle cat people. They're, they're really based on kind of leopard, cheetah, like, and they're not even specific to a specific lion yeah like the manticore are lion folk yeah they were and i felt like the the turali were like very much Turali. not lions they were always cat jung yeah like jung like uh uh yeah. panthers or jaguars panthers, jaguars kichidas cougars i don't know what some other cat folk they don't have the manes certainly right. so they weren't but they're they've got they definitely have that jungle vibe um a lot of them look like panthers um uh, and they were just meant, they were just like introducing Catholic playable race. And, but you wouldn't, they were isolationists and they were just like only found in this jungle and they were only worshiping these spirits and they don't follow the gods. And so you would never find a cleric or a paladin among them. You'd right. find like a bunch of druids and, and some fighters and barbarians. It's like, well, this isn't a very interesting playable race. And yeah. I wanted to play something like that. Um, because like, they're often this so unless you were running a jungle campaign exactly story i almost included um, them so when i did my scarred races book that's on 
drive-thru RPG. I almost put them in, except for that exact thing. Like, they yeah. don't go anywhere. And so yeah. you can't say, so right now, the, the publishing guidelines is everything you publish has to be a Gelsbad. So there were reasons that some of the races I have that originated elsewhere may show up in Gelsbad. There's not a reason these Sick guys... Elves. Makes sense. What's that? Showed up. The Forsaken Elves, they make right. sense to be a Gelsbad. Right. Um, and the Charduni, they're in Gelsbad, so you can, you can run into them. But the Teleri... The Teleri? Teleri? The Teleri. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. These cat folk... I didn't go find this spelling. These cat folk... It's T-E-R-A-L-I. Terali? 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 I don't know. Terali is also a valid tomato potato. <laughs> I can't realize anything. Yeah, and, and and the other one, the other race in the Termana is the gnomes. Like yeah. everyone's like, I want to play a gnome, and I'm like, you can't play a gnome. There are no gnomes on Scarn, and I was like, okay, there's this one gnome tribe in the jungles, and they, you still can't play one because they wouldn't leave the freaking jungle. And so, um, it's like the cat people and the gnomes were like trapped in tribal jungles, and that was it. So, just kind of never went anywhere. Um, so there's stats to play a Telluride, but there weren't any to play the Manticora. So then, ten years later, and more than ten years later, ten years, however long it was, ten years later, years later, twenty years later, I don't know, it's been forever. Um, uh, Essel, Essel, Scarlet's player guy comes out, and suddenly it's like, hey, you can play a Manticora, and I was like, you can play a what now? <laughs> so I was like, I didn't even remember them. <laughs> so it's like, oh, the people for the Bengals Herald, oh, those people, because again, it's all I remembered. And I read about them. I was like, oh, this is awesome. This is this is interesting. Cool. I can play a cat. Me. I'm totally going to play a cat. So I I completely adore them now. And with the introduction of them, as I said before, they were just this monster race that lived in, like, the Blood Steps and the Haggard Hills. And that was about it. And you'd, you'd be like, you'd try to have a village in the, blood, in the Haggard Hills, and it would get like, beaten up by catfolk people and it would suck. So they've morphed them and made them playable um, and basically by doing this one <laughs> one quick trick um, taught by a mom in Nevada. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> which is to say, we've aban Bengal abandoned us. Right. And um, and that, that was kind of my my line of, of the Scarlands player guide 5e Scarlands feels like they took Scarlands and jumped it forward 10 years and, right. and rolled it back. And this felt like this could be the direction the Manticore were going except Absolutely. instead of it being like in AB40, it's now like 100 years ago. But, right. but, but still, it fits kind of that direction and to say Vangel was like, I don't care. I made you to fight in the war. The war's over. I've got this one this one herald who's okay, uh, she screwed up actually, so I'm not even working with her anymore, I'm more working with this this immortal barbarian ravager in the plains of lead, uh, and so uh, she still kind of works for me every once in a while, um, but I don't really care about the lion people anymore. And the Manticore are like, uh, god, worship followers, spells, magic clerically, <laughs> something, anything, um, and so they found a different god to follow. Right. And a handful of, a small handful of them went off and followed Hrynruk, which is how they're described in the original 3-5, is Vangel abandoned them and they went to follow the Titan of the Hunt, which is why they're evil and monstrous. Um, 
and um, and that's the case for I would say, and I don't want to call the Manticora redeemed or unredeemed because they're not Titan Spawn. Right. Besides this fact, <laughs> they are one of the only races on Skarn that is arguably in no way whatsoever Titan Spawn. Except, like, the lions themselves were made by a titan at some point. Right. Um, but, but they were created by a god. You, you, there's, you cannot call them titan spawns. So to call the Rinrick worshipping ones unredeemed... Like, like, they're titan spawn in the sense that they, were, that they follow a titan. But they're, they're now, in, in the new setting, a very small minority. Right. And you're only going to find them in, like some of the wastelands like the bleak savannah and they've gone off and run off to hang out with the the proud lion centaurs so i guess, guess yes there's yet another catfolk race on scar <laughs> the lion we talked about the lion centaurs and the plains of lead they're also found in the bleak savannah and so there's some the rest of them the vast majority of the manticore worship tunnel now um so handful of worship Prinrook, slightly bigger handful, still worship Vangel, um, and then I'd say a good 60% maybe worship Tannel, or well, doesn't don't really worship anybody, but but follow the culture of, of the folks who worship Tannel. Um, and she's got us the hunt. It maps them better than anybody else. Yeah. Um, and so, Manticore clerics almost always universally follow Tannel, and and there you go. And they're very much divine race. They're so new, though. They're even newer than the... Actually, no, they're slightly not as new as this rat folk that we talked about a few weeks ago. Um, they're not quite as new as the Hollow Legionnaires. Yeah. <laughs> so those two races are newer. But, um, but yeah, they've only been around a couple hundred years, and they've only had this city for... I don't know how long, but... Yeah, it doesn't really say in the book, but if if the Divine Wars was 150 years ago, it has to have fallen within that time period, and you have to assume that there was fallout, yeah. people were, like, recuperating after the war, mentally and physically. Yeah, there wasn't, like, okay, it's the day after, and we're going to go found this city, you know? Yeah, that, that, it, it took only, time. That only, yeah, that only happened with Mithril. <laughs> Only Mithra was founded the day after the war. <laughs> and it could be argued, like, the war might not have necessarily been over when they found the Gollum and were just like, okay, we're going to start this. True, that might true. have been during we, the war, we, we, but we, yeah. Yeah, that's totally yeah, fair. Have, but, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so we figured Leone is 100-ish, maybe, years that old. Sounds... Um, which you can still do a lot in 100 yeah. years. Um, they do the the one tip off we get in this is they mention generations, generation. So it's like okay, we're talking at least, you know, generations plural seems to me at least three. <laughs> so that's at least uh, sixty hundred years in there, you know. Um, I'd say, uh, so, I, I that's my guess. This is the only it's probably about hundred years old as it is today. It's probably not. Um, with 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 what they've built now, it's probably less. Like I would say that the library is that old. And it's not but a it's, huge it's, city. I'm going to throw the map up just so people can see what we're talking city. about. Um, it's we're not, not a huge talking, city. Yeah, compared to like like even the you know Hadrada or Mithril or Hadrad, not Hadrada, or or um, I mean it's like probably the size of maybe it's a little bit smaller than Mullistown. It's not a very big city. It's barely I mean, even define it as city. 
Uh, do they mention the population in the book? I cannot recall. I do like, um, so in the beginning, the, the only, they don't talk about population numbers in the beginning, but they do talk about how a lot of the time the town is actually virtually empty. Like there are people who live here on a consistent basis, but that is a very small number because the Manticore are still nomadic. They still go out and adventure and do things beyond I'm going to sit here and become a blacksmith. But those who have chosen to have that more sedentary lifestyle, and I say sedentary in the way that they're not nomadic, but they are they are definitely like, we're going to learn how to do things within the confines of this city now. We're going to learn blacksmithing and stonework. And did they talk about farming at all? I don't feel like farming um, was they, like They specifically talk about lumber mills, right. fisheries, and oh, uh, yes. masonry. Fishing is a huge thing in Leone. Yeah, because we've got this big freaking lake. Right. It's, like, it's not as big as Blood Basin, but it's a, it's for, for Gelsbad, you know, there's one, two, three, four, five lakes on this continent, and it's bigger than Lake Vashon, so it's a pretty big lake. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I um, like the fact I that, know... so, the Pride Mother is who rolls over Leone, and the fact that she is like, you can't all just go fish this lake into, no. you know, uh, non-existence. You have so many people that can go fishing at a time. <laughs> We're not going to break our economy. This is how it's going to be. And Which I implies like that something about... had happened. Right. That, that like... <laughs> but but that, honestly, yeah. yeah, but honestly, they lived in the Haggard Hills. So this doesn't surprise me at all that they're pretty... Yeah, and this much, we're, we're about to contradict this in a minute, but um, <laughs> they're fairly like, um, be careful about, you know, ecology because yeah. we the Haggard Hills has got nothing. Nothing can grow there. And that's where a lot of the Manticore communities actually are. Migratory communities are through that region scraping what little they can find. So, um, and which is why they're pretty much nomadic because you don't, you don't really settle in them. They came from the blood steps, which is now just this ravaged wasteland. You don't really settle in because, frankly, there's nothing good there. It's all poison land and, right. and nasty stuff and monsters. And then the Haggard Hills, there's way fewer nasty stuff and monsters. There's a handful, but not as nearly as many. But there's you can't grow anything. You know, that everything, all the bacteria is dead. Everything died. And you can be like, we found this ruins of an old town, so we can have some houses, but. You can't grow anything, and there's right. nothing to hunt. So unless you find some passing bird, there's <laughs> really not much out there other than slowly, slowly coming back. But, but like, so slowly, it's it's agonizing. So a lot of them wandered into the perforated plains and the bleak, and well, not the bleak savannas so much, but the perforated plains. And so you get some manticore up there. But again, wasteland, not far from the blood steps, and sort of lots of monsters. It's just a dangerous place. And Given their reputation of rabid hordes of Angle, no one, Vesh isn't going to welcome them. Right. <laughs> you know, it's not like the Ganges, the elves are going to be like, yeah, sure, move in, cat folk. No. They're like, no, you were rabid, ravaging Bengal followers. So it's taken a long time for them to slowly build up. Yeah. And like, the fact that the there are still those ravaging Bengal followers out there. Followers? So, like, yeah. yes, there is a large group of them that. Are like choosing to um, try this new direction, but then there's those that are still running around attacking adventurers and in convoys and stuff, and they're just like, "Hey, you're ruining our 
our reputation. <laughs> yeah, what little reputation we've slowly built. Right. So they're making inroads with the elves. They're making inroads with some of the other ones. But honestly, the only folks they've found to be staunch allies are the orcs mm. of of that we talked about a few weeks ago of uh, Trudroga, Trudrogna, because and I think for the same reason the orcs who once were rabid, not followers of Engel necessarily, but rabid Titanspawn who have changed their ways, who have changed their reputation, who are trying to be like, now we follow the gods and Denev and blah. And there's such a tightness and closeness between Tanel followers and Denev followers um, that there's a lot of overlap there. There's a lot of the way I look at it is um, it's the ranger-druid dichotomy. Like, rangers and druids are almost always friends, and druids follow Denev, and rangers tend to follow Denev or, Man or, Denev or Tanel. Um, so, and they hang together <laughs> a lot of the time. So I think there's this natural inclination for Denim followers and Tunnel followers to be friends. Totally makes sense. So the, so the only location, even though it's ooh, 700 miles away, is the Orcs city, which has a whole mountain range in between them. So I don't know how that works. Teleporting? Maybe there's a teleport thing between And if you've watched any of the uh, <laughs> the uh, the Scarred Land stuff on Twitch lately on Ox Path or a Plastic Age or sorry Plastic Age plays um, teleportation is a huge bonus when trying to get around Scarred Land because <laughs> it's huge it is huge huge it's also dangerous yeah it's stupid is, it's like fair. like wandering monster tables it's like they're, you know, the old classic 3, 3X Wandering Monster Tables, they were two pages long, you know, and, and that was just like, here's some ideas. Um, but yeah, you just constantly run into horrible monsters and shit. Like, you take three steps out of your door and there's something I'm trying to eat you. Right. Um, so it's a very dangerous place. <laughs> and, um, which is cool for adventuring D&D parties, yeah. but but frustrating when you're trying to just build, like, a society, which, which is, you know, what we're building as the foundation here um so yeah the the introduction of the teleportation circle <laughs> as while you still need to be a spellcaster relatively you know tier two spellcaster to use it um is it tier two tier two whatever um uh you're not a, you're not a low level character um it still makes travel a lot easier than having to do you know because teleport the full spell was really high level and Galspad's so big that the restrictions on 3x in terms of mileage for teleport and then the lower level teleport spells like you can go like 100 miles per level and it was like well i can go 500 miles and i'm and like literally my and my players did this you know i had a little scale map with the map not not this map back then but but um but the old older map and we would pull it out and get a ruler and figure out how many hops it would take for them to get from you know the library of Lokiel to lave yeah um two um <laughs> stopped, you stopped off a very tray on the way um <laughs> whatever so it wasn't this this easy way until they get to like you know it was anxious to get my players up to like level whatever it was 15 16 when they had greater teleport and they didn't have to deal with that shit right now we get teleportation circle, yeah. which restricts where you can go. You can only go where there's a circle, um, but still, it's like you can. It would make sense that you would have a circle in every major city, right? So Mithril, smallest town, Drew, 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 Drew,
Slave and Vesh, um, Burak Torn, each of these places would have teleportation circle, or maybe many. You know, you know, my my friend Bob the Wizard in Mithril's got his own in his wizard tower. Right. It's different from the one the paladins have in Mithril. So, um, so GMs can be like, I sprinkle teleportation circles. <laughs> I just, you just need the the, the zip code, right? Um, so how did you get this number? That. This is an unlisted yeah. number. <laughs> really, it really changes things, though. Like, yeah, that reliance on Windwalk and and Shadowwalk and all those other transports, like, and suddenly we're boop, nope, teleport. So, so that's that, but that's the way I imagine it. The other alternative was gate. Which was that stupid high-level spell? Yeah. Um, and you could, you could set that up as like a permanent, but that was like ninth-level, mega. Even further in the uh, game. <laughs> even further in the game, you were like, okay. Um, just which is how I envision until we can get the gate spell. That is how I envisioned how the Charduni invaded Gelspad. It's like they had to have used the gate spell. There's no way they could have all come over in boats because it takes freaking months to cross the Blood Sea. Um, Another option. So they had I'm not going to go into that because I have I have ideas anyway, about that, but that is not okay. the topic we're on now. No, 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 no. So back to Manticora. Anyway, yeah. sorry about that. So uh, Leone allied with, with the orcs and do their thing. Um, but Race City? What do you want to dive into here? Um, sure, I think of them is really super interesting. Um, uh, the, this new book talks about these cool festivals they have. Yeah. Which I was just like, you know, as the, as the person who published the Scarlands calendar, I now have new things to add. Yay! <laughs> Expect to follow up on the calendar in the next uh, couple weeks. Um, once we figure out what the dates are, they mentioned four holidays um, that are very Leone manticora specific um tannel's hunt which happens some week during the summer this yeah. is this is our challenge here because i don't say what week what week is my it? who knows i would probably around the summer solstice is my where i'm thinking about it as um if, assuming we don't get word from on high when it's supposed to be um but uh so it's a week-long celebration every summer where they go and do a bunch of hunts and feasts, which is awesome. Very Tannel. Um, I wish Tannel had a month named after her in the summertime, so we could just be like, if it happens then. Right. Like, <laughs> so, oh well. Um, and uh, many of the Manticora who are tra traveling nomads come back to Leone that summer to be part of the celebration. So, and I just imagine, like as we've shown, the city population, permanent buildings. There's not that many, so. I imagine the city must just explode with all these tents and little temporary structures um, for them to live in while they're there. And that's all. Big markets, big celebrations. Is this the one where they hunt like crazy? Yep. Yeah. You, you, had, you had some thoughts about that. Just, the wording in the book makes it sound like they're hunting the things in the forest around them, which after, you know, being creatures of Vangle makes a lot of sense but stepping away from Vangle and becoming followers of Tano who is also goddess of the hunt but it's not in a we're going to hunt things out of extinction kind of way or kill an <laughs> ecosystem kind of way and so the way that it was worded I, I just kind of had a, had a small laugh about it but I think what they mean is what you said to me before the show is that they're um, 
they're they're hunting them in the way that they are gathering these creatures for the hunter's library, which we will talk about in a moment. Yeah, well, we can talk about that now and then go back to or the holidays. we talk about it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the hunter's library blew me away. I love this as yeah. a location. Yeah, could you bring up the map of the city? Um, I, I love this yes. as a location because a it's like if I'm reading this map right, it's like a third of the city. Yeah. Like that. And all of that area that's so you see those little yellow squares. I think those are homes and buildings. Um, you've got that, there's that that circle in the in the center, which is the the Pride Rock. Which I I when I first read the Pride Rock Pride Stone, I was like. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> the, the whole opening of the line. <laughs> every time one gets <laughs> up on top, yeah, I was, I was like, like every new baby. Yeah. yeah, 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 I totally pictured that. <laughs> like, who's the king of the, the Manticora people? Um, so I, I had that in my head. Um, it's back again. Um, it's not actually the, the big rock like in Lion King, it's, it's apparently a tribute to Tannel, but don't tell me there isn't a big rock there with like a statue of Tannel on it or something um it's like the city center they have a college a bard's college which i was just like oh yeah and then there's this library and all of these these gray buildings if you zoom out you can see there's this massive amount of gray buildings is all this library and zoo and it's this insanely incredible massive complex all of I don't know. If you think of any modern zoo, um, in terms of like habitat habitats for various right. creatures and whatnot, um, they have built this incredible zoo, um, and I think it's like it's like this is really cool. So when they go off hunting, it's like they hunt for food, of course, but they also bring back um, creatures, hopefully they're not super dangerous ones, yeah. um, and put them in this these exhibits to be like here's here's things of Gelsbad that that we know you know live in various regions and then they've also collected books and artifacts and weapons like there's this huge hall of weapons where like every custom weapon of like all the different cultures in Gelsbad are hung up with like placards describing how they were so you can imagine walking down the, walking in this room of weapons and being like there's the thing that the legionnaires use and there's the thing that the you know that the shells are and it's like here's the whips from these people you know whatever and like it basically would be like that weapon guide and the slpg is on a wall right, right. <laughs> which i think is awesome i love this stuff um and then there's all this stuff in the zoo um and of course you know it's like okay we've got some elks and we've got some bunnies and a snake or whatever but then you have all these really cool encounters in this book and this is totally worth the three bucks or whatever this book was to pick up just for these just really fun encounters where it's like just this list of stuff that you could run a, a mini campaign of adventurer of low-level adventurers running around the leone zoo helping the zookeeper deal with like the basilisk got out right. <laughs> And in and, fact, the book even and, like throws out, it, it describes some of the rooms, uh, the Basilisk one is one of them, and it throws out some yeah. ideas. It's like, here's some some story ideas. So if you're a DM that's in a hurry for something, it's it's great, because it's like, here's here's a plot idea for your game tonight. Sounds like so much fun. Um, and, and I've been to like many zoos. Um, I, I love, I 
can't wait till they open again and I can go to it's like on my list of when the corona vaccine comes out like I'm going to the fucking zoo the next week. <laughs> I'm like we're going to the zoo I love zoos um especially well you know ones where they got more natural habitats yeah. and just like we're back panther in a box since that's horrible but but um you know the do restoration the do the do um uh more husbandry and things like that I think it's wonderful um and I just love this idea of of you could you could go here safely and actually go see some of these more dangerous animals yeah um in a in a safe environment and like how do you view a basilisk without turning to stone we have a lot of it's mirrors. In the, book. <laughs> <laughs> the book yeah so there's there's these really cool uh things where they've got and and a bunch of uh scarland specific creatures too which I think yeah. is really fun um I have to say, yeah. the thing that I really liked about the library, besides just the concept of it, is how open they are to um, the fact that, so, like, essentially their point is to gather knowledge. And so much so that you don't need to be Manticore to bring it in. They're not like this weird mindset of, we only want what we bring in. So if you're from Termana and you show up with a Termanan bird, they're going to be so happy you're there. Oh my God. Um, yeah. You know, and, and like the, the, the Hall of Weapons they talked about, if you come in and you have something they've never seen before, they want you to do a demonstration before all of the people there, you know, to show how to use that weapon and, the, you know, all of these things. I just think it's such a great concept for, you know, like with the, the College of, of Lore right there and the library. It's just like such a great hub of learning that's new to the world it. that hasn't been destroyed by the divine war or Titanus bond. Uh, it's, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I love it. And that, and the reason I wanted to talk about the library before we talked about the holidays is because they fed into that because, um, one of the second holidays they mention is the night of Chronicles, which is apparently uh, four times a year at the beginning of each season where they get together and tell stories. And yeah. a lot of this is based on this lore that they've been gathering from all over the all over Gelspad and presumably all over the world if they can, um, and and it goes into that also that college of lore that Bard College. Um, they talked about they they touched on public schooling and whether there's public schooling and 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 in in general in terms of and I, and I actually asked Travis this yesterday. It's like what is the concept of tech level on Gelspad? Um, you know, are there things like social services? You know. <laughs> There are fire departments and various <laughs> cities. Are there public schools? Um, and to go with kind of the the in terms of of technology level, we're above Scarlands in terms of at least urban areas is is above medieval. We're not we're not talking dark ages here. We're talking what what, what I've found is called the, the age of sailing. Um, you, you have three nascent ships. You have um, it's, it's sort of same era of Columbus ish, you know, kind of um, in terms of the sail at least, but we've also flying castles and teleportation and fireballs and magic missiles and all this other stuff which completely mucks with technology levels. So um, do they do how, how does how does urban infrastructure work? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like uh, so schooling where I was going with that. Um, there's no. They still do like homeschool and 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 apprenticeships right. and and things like that. Um, so you're not going to find the, the the school marm in the public school, a la you know, 1800s and on in, in, in uh, Western 
earth culture, um, but you would find colleges um, and universities and schools like that, and they are described pretty extensively. Um, yeah, there's one in Mollistown, there's one in uh, Bridge City, there's one in, um, there's, there's a bunch of them anyway, um, and there's one here in Leone. Um, which I was just like, cool, Gee, the Manicor have their own school. Awesome sauce. <laughs> um, and, but it's specifically a bard school, which I thought was really cool. It's not restricted to Manticore, although obviously Manticore would be vastly the majority of the people studying there. And, um, and I think part of it, because they are such a new race, new culture, that their tradition is all oral. Um, and it, it, which is interesting, because they have this massive library with all these books, and yet their tradition is oral. Um, they, they don't have their own written language. They've just used other people's written language because right. why would they bother to create a written language as a species that have been around less than 200 years? Yeah. They don't bother with that. It's like, oh, we'll just steal the one the elves use or whatever. <laughs> Which I, yeah, we... I personally love because the concept that every single species has a language is just so weird to me. And so for this this newly spawned race essentially created from by Vangle during the war you know just before the war during the war um why would they exactly why would they they're just like okay we don't want to speak what everyone else is speaking let's come up with something new that doesn't make sense they do have they do have the manticora language but it's really more of a dialect off of Lydian. so like as with any Lydian root language if you know Lydian, you have a chance of knowing what that so on the way i picture the manticora language is probably mostly Lydian with a bunch of cat growls thrown in because <laughs> <You know? laughs> like it's it's so like borrowed words from that but it's like Lydian root base leading alphabet most of the books are probably written in Lydian, and, and they don't have they don't write manticora if they're going to write something in manticora it's probably going to be all phonetic and Lydian um because they don't have kind of a written spelling concept of Manticore because it's again a world tradition. So Bard College tells stories. And I love that. I love that that you can easily picture this in the early days when they were first made. You know, they were used to that pride lion thing. A bunch of lions sitting, you know, all of the Lion King. The Lion King is just easy it's like the easiest to <laughs> like it's like, how did it work with, you know how did Simba do this? Right. <laughs> It's like, and so you can easily picture a bunch of, you know, Simba talking lions sitting around a pride rock, hashing it out about, you know, tell me about Mufasa, Simba. <laughs> um, and and then just graduate that up to now we have fingers and we can stand on our hind legs and build a fire. <laughs> but we still tell and me about magic Mufasa, missile. Simba. <laughs> yeah. What was that? And cast magic missile. And cast magic missile, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's like kind of the way I would picture the next step. It's like, okay, now we start building cities and tents. And I love that. I love that, like, that next step. And and that they're so... So bards seem to be, like, the really the logical step in terms of how they share their culture and storytelling and all of that information. So, of course, they have a bard college. Awesome. Right. Um, and I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, so I think it's neat. Anyway, <laughs> I'm going to play Manticore, but it was like, like a couple of weeks ago, I was like, I'm going to play Slither next time. It's like, no, I'm going to play Manticore. <laughs> Keep talking about this. We, we do make our excited. own decisions difficult, don't we? We do. <laughs> we do. Okay. Well, other holidays. Um, there's a couple other holidays. Um, 
they mention here. Pick, pick up the book um, uh, to, to learn more about that. Yeah. But, uh, I do want to call a little bit I of attention. Do. I won't tell too much about it, but um, oh, yeah. uh, Harold's Folly was probably my favorite holiday because it <laughs> isn't it isn't in celebration of Vangel. It isn't in celebration no, of Vangel's Harold, but it is a remembrance holiday that Vangel's Harold. I'm going to bring her art up again. Let's see where is she? This is this is the fuck you Vangel holiday. Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> really um, oh, crap, where did I put that? Do do do. There yeah. are. So this is Vangel's Harold, who doesn't even get a name. She probably had one oh. before becoming Vangel's Harold, but she dedicated her life to being. You know, she he was she was created by him in this form, and she dedicated herself to him. And in I can't remember what year that was. Um, it was pre was pre war or post war, where she went to fight um, the other guy that I can't think of his name. Yeah, Calder. Calder. That was post war. That was post war. And got yeah, owned. She, she, she got yeah, just he kicked beat up. Her ass. Right, yeah. and so. Yeah. He didn't kill her, and she, you know, slinked off and survived, and essentially got abandoned by Vangel, which is what happened to the Manticore in general. But then, in order, but then she was like, "No, no, I need to take back this place that I had in Vangel's view, or whatever this like position of in his hierarchy." And so she went and did all this stuff to get back in his good graces, and he did take her back. But took away her will. She is now literally, she can't raise a, her sword without being told to. She can't, you know, she's his puppet now. And I think he appreciates that. But what a terrible existence. And so it's such a great holiday of remembrance of what not to be for the Manticora. That's why they chose Tannel and not Vangel. <laughs> yeah. So. Which I think is, is, is absolutely great. I, I love that. I love it, and I mean, I, I mean, I love it because they went from being basically chaotic evil to chaotic good. Yeah. If you like the, if you like playing around with the uh, DD alignments, but that's a whole nother topic. DD yeah. I, um, I did want to bring but, that up though because I think, um, yeah. along with the orcs, the um, the Manticora are a, a great example of how Onyx Path Publishing, um, Scarred Lands, is moving forward with this concept that a race is not evil because of yeah. them being a race. Like they may have been created that way uh, of chaotic evil. God created the Manticora to be soldiers that listened to him and were essentially chaotic evil. But especially once he wasn't in the picture influencing them, all of this life around them just began influencing them. And a lot of them were like, why are we doing this? why don't we go do this instead? And then seeing Bangles Herald get owned and, you know, I, I don't, I don't know what to call her situation. I know there's a word for it. I'm just not thinking of it, but like, it's not an enviable place to be. No. And they learned from that. And like, so obviously they have willpower. They have this choice and fifth edition and the, the Pathfinder update has shown that, that they went from being this created race that was evil to being whatever they want to be, because there are the chaotic evil ones that are off worshiping Rinrith for whatever reason. There reason. are those, right? There are yeah. those who are still worshiping Bangle. And are they evil? In societal 
Gil's bad. Yes, they're evil. They're running around killing people for no reason. That's evil. Um, and these people have created this place of learning and, uh, you know, they're, they're kind of the antithesis, even though like a lot of them are considered chaotic. Building a library and in a bard college isn't to me a chaotic thing to do. So there's obviously oh, those no. out there that are like, that are so interested in this accumulation of knowledge and sharing that knowledge. And it's such a great example of how you take from older editions to the new outlook that I think a lot of people want to see in D&D that even if you were created evil, you don't need to remain that way as a race. Oh, I, 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 just I, to throw I, that out. I mean, yeah, to me, and I, and I always talk about that when I talk about um, different, I mean, even before any of this stuff, you know, back, back when I was running D&D 15 years ago, um, it was always like, this is a evil culture, but not necessarily right. doesn't mean like, like, like back when when I was running Scarlands in the 3X days, I'd be like, oh, I want to play a somebody wanted to play a Drandalia. I'd be like, okay, you come from an evil culture, but it doesn't mean you have to be. Um, and and that kind of drawing that line is, is there, what is that um, in terms of in terms of that aspect? I mean, and even even when we got into stuff like the only uh, species, races, however you want to call it, that are that are alignment restricted. Were, are the fiends and the celestials and it's like if you're a demon <laughs> you're chaotic evil you have no choice if you're a devil you're a lawful evil if you're right. an angel you're good um and you're really you can't be anything else yeah. because it's in your core yeah um and or and, and if you are changed it's such a dramatic crazy thing that like you know. yeah like and, it was and the then, stories of like the the the, the creature that yeah. is a set thing that can change, that makes the, the, the choices throughout yeah. their life to change into something else, but that literally changes them from being a fiend of whatever, you know, they can't be a fiend yeah. and be this. And so they're changing their literal makeup to become this neutral or good thing or whatever it is that they do. And Exception. And as a DM, you know, then you get to decide what is that new thing? And that's great. That's what D and D is all about. But to, I mean, to say I, I, that a, a typical player race, you're you're evil. That just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, and I agree. I don't go back to blaming Tolkien. Only works for evil. Um, and, and, and so, wait, like, wait. I could I could sit here and say that the the um, orcs of Tolkien were all evil because it was such a small society. There was like no. How were they going to make the choice to be like? I don't want to do this anymore. You know, they were literally a created. Female orc. They're hatched out of a goopy slurry, you know? (laughs) To me, like, orcs are less um, a race so much as a construction, like a construct. Well, um, I mean, Tolkien described... Yeah, yeah, Tolkien. Tolkien describes his orcs as elves that were originally, back before Armin got his hands on them, as elves that get twisted and darkened. Right. Into, you know, blah. Or whatever. Um, But, you know, Tolkien... We've gone way past anything he did. Um, we thank him for for giving us, bonding the ideas and right. how we've changed. Death of the author. We've gone beyond Tolkien so it's far. It's true. It's true. Still love Lord of the Rings. Great movies. Um, and D and D has gone beyond itself. Like it is definitely oh, not um, what it used to be when it started. But this is a Definitely. whole other conversation. <laughs> <laughs>
One that we'll but, have yeah. someday soon. I, I do love playing with alignments, though. I mean, it, it's like, it, that's to me is a thing. So I, 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 and that's how I adore what they've done with the manticore. Um, and we've got, we did, we added two manticore characters in Vigilant that I wrote up. Um, Marika, um, who's a, uh, a barbarian, um, and Morari, her brother, or her, what did I call it? Her, um, uh, they were in the same litter. Litter. Thank you. Her litter mate. Thank you. It's like someone's gonna say the right word. Like her, you know, <laughs> not twin brother, but they were born at the same time. Um, and uh, he's a cleric of Tannel. Nice. Um, and I actually got their names. Uh, looked up the language, and then I closed the tab like a fool. But um, it was based on an African uh, language. Uh, when I when I came up with the names, uh, Morari actually means priest or or. Uh, uh, like character so I was like oh that's a good cleric name um because uh, like and I and I, I kind of insert a little some African culture concepts because it's really kind of where lions are from so even though we're trying not to introduce real world cultures it's still a great places for names yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, names, um, whenever people are creating characters for my games I'm like okay now you have the hardest part pick your character's name right. because it is it's just like <laughs> it's got to it's got to fit yeah. and sometimes you yeah. know bob it just all isn't the, gonna cut it all the lydia names are romanian <laughs> it's taking, seriously all the lydia names we're taking um yeah it, it helps that i am married to like the best name brain is just so good at coming up with random names it'll just be like i didn't npc names here's six and like, yes yeah, she says it's your superpower which i have no doubt it is of. it is totally her superpower yeah it totally <laughs> is her um but yeah when vigilant um uh we we introduced these two characters and and just had a lot of fun with with that what what would the culture be like um and like one of the one of the things we introduced um for marika is she's you know so she's like I'm a barbarian, I don't worship Mangled, but I understand how that, you know, it's this raging instinct that I have and, and, and all of that. And she's like, we were made by Vangle and, and that's there. And I know he gets, whenever I go into battle, he gets power because that's the way Vangle works, whether I follow him or not. You know, my brother's a incredibly devoted to Tannel. I am groovy with Tannel. <laughs> but I admit, Vangle gets stuff from me too. <laughs> you know, and that's kind of her thing. And, um, one of the one of the things we introduced was the idea that there aren't a lot of manticora because Vangle only made so many and a bunch right. of them died during the war. They're they're pretty much a, a, a smaller uh, species. So and I don't know if it's a cultural thing or just something. I was like maybe this is something her mother put into her, but she's like, and at some point I have to go home and make babies. <laughs> it's like it's like this cultural yeah thing that and she that totally like, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. That, that she's like, and I don't want to do it, but. I have to because it's for the good of the species and all of that. Um, and this is an expectation that she has to go and someday have, be a mom and, and have a bunch of manticore kids. Um, and it just, which, which added this other kind of layer. She's off adventuring and, 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 and being a vigilant and, and doing all of the, I'm guarding the lens for the vigil. And so that was kind of fun. Yeah. But also, with the idea that um, that there are manticore vigilance in Vesh, because why not? You know, it's like why not? Um, the manticore are Titan spawn. 
you know, Vesh would be good with that. They follow Tanel. Tanel's huge in Vesh. <laughs> um, she's like one of the major gods. It, ma it mapped to me that not super common that there'd be a lot of Manticora vigilance, yeah. but a handful, why not? So, and in so much as there'd be a handful of orc vigilance, um, I could not explain why there'd be any rat folk Florin vigilance, though, because that just did not. No. <laughs> does not track. Does not track. <laughs> does not track. If you're playing a rat folk visual, you are the first. <laughs> Period. Period. So so yeah. So we we created her and her brother and I and they're they're some of my favorite characters that we made for uh, for vigilant. They don't show up until like toward the second half of the book, but pick uh, up vigilant. I hear about that. So I get to do a lot of um a lot of kind of root based stuff and but. But only hinted at what Leone was like because we didn't have the description back. Yeah. Um, and now I'm like thrilled that we've got this. Hooray! Hey. I'm excited to see what else Visual Watch comes out with in the coming months. Like they're they're every other month uh, offset by Yugman's. I think Yugman's has two more. I'm not sure how more how many we more. Wrapping them up. What's that? I thought we were. I thought we were coming close to like this. I, I feel like it's getting close. Yeah. So I think Yugman's has two, yeah. and I don't know if. Vigil Watch has one or two more, but excited to see what else comes yeah. out. We because... haven't seen. I just know we haven't seen the Minotaurs yet. So until yeah. we've seen the Minotaurs, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> there's more books coming. That's why, because I know that that's it. Because you've been playing one. Um, so. I was excited to see the uh, the Spirit Walker Sorcerer came out in in the last Yugmans, I think, which uh, is what Monik in uh, this Matchmakers. His class is and it's it's such a great it, it's a lot of fun um for me like having invisible friends and stuff that no one else can see but are actually there is for me just so much fun <laughs> but anyway oh yeah that's that's a whole other that's a whole other topic anyway, right. i don't think i have much more to say about the yeah the i think we pretty much covered um, it um i think we pretty much covered it yeah in the near future, we will do Calastia. We'll do you know, we've been talking about it. Uh, there are also um, several races we... that we haven't covered. Collegionaires and... we have to cover. What's that? Got to do the Collegionaires. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And, um, and the way we were doing it, we were going down the one side and I think coming back up the other. So it might be so a we've bit. Done, we've kind of done now. Yeah. We haven't covered the Ganges elves, but the, there's not much to say. It's like, they're what else? Yeah. Um, I, mean... <laughs> I don't think they need their own chapter. Um, uh, but and there's a couple of little places we've skipped over, but um, and and the Asathi. Yeah. We've got that's a whole giant like oh my god like Asathi's as big as the as bigger bigger than the freaking slither. And we'll try and yeah. keep that in a two hour episode. <laughs> if not, we'll, yeah. in, we'll do we'll do two yeah, we two episodes to. for yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so we got those. We got the Hall Legionnaires. Calastia Empire, Shalzar, which could be its own. Yeah, Shalzar, Holofaust. Holofaust. So a lot more uh, in the days to and, come. Oh, and the, and the Ironbread. And the Ironbread. Yeah, which is another one of those races that was originally a monster and has... And who I would never expect to be a playable race. Right. And I was like... And now they've, <laughs> they've made similar choices. Not the same choices, um, but similar choices. Yeah. And have left their... Um, evil ways to become 
player player characters. They're they're more <laughs> Titan Spawn. They became redeemed. Um, yeah. Like, and, yeah, and we have a moment, and this is a huge spoiler and vigilant. We have a moment. Where our main character, Kincaid, foolishly says to Marka, the moment he meets her, "I've never I've never worked with a redeemed before." <laughs> She's like, "How dare you imply I'm Titan Spawn? I would kill you." <laughs> it takes a while for 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 uh. For them to become friends as a yeah. result of that big faux pas. Yeah. <laughs> not, not a good way to start off things. So. <laughs> not a very good way at all. Not a very good way at all. She was very upset with him for that one. It's like, I am not a Titan. You are a Titan spawn. You were probably made by Denev or something. I was. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks everybody for watching today, or if you are watching on YouTube later on. Um, I will post all the, show, all the links that we've talked about for downloads and goodies in the show notes um and sarah why don't you tell us all about yourself i'm sarah stewart i wrote this book that i keep talking about but i won't stop talking about because i love it so much hi and we are working on the sequel um and uh we're also with the calendar for Scarlands and a couple of other three other worked on three other pieces that are up on um drive through rpg all about the Blood Sea and playing pirates because pirates are fun! Yeah, pirates. Um, you can find me at morelikethisindustries.com um, I'm probably most easily found on Facebook. <laughs> you can find that on Facebook. Um, and, or Sarah Stewart. Nice. And, um, yeah. Yay! And, and you I are... Am, I am Jeremy oh. Bookhalter and I, I own this book that Sarah keeps talking about. <laughs> You've been completely spoiled on. You're going to be like, right? where's Mark? Um, <laughs> I publish on Drive Through RPG and DMs Guild. Uh, you can find me by searching my name, and I also put links for that. I'm on Twitter at WH Pubs or Facebook at, or Facebook at uh, WH Publications because I can't seem to keep things the same for some reason. And on Twitch, I am also WH. I think, I think Twitter, I was just worried about having a long handle, so it's just like, WH Pubs works. Uh, <laughs> More like this too on Twitter, but I don't. I I haven't been. To, I stopped don't tagging think, you on there because <laughs> I don't use it. I I, I, I I find Twitter annoying. Really, it's. it's... <laughs> you, can find, you can find both of us on Mondays on uh, Twitch at Plastic Age Plays, where we're on a uh, Travis Legs show, uh, Scarlands Myths and Matchmakers. What else do I do? Hey, we're doing this for charity. What's that? Next Friday, charity. Next Friday, we're doing this for charity, right? Absolutely. Uh, next Absolutely. Friday. Yeah. So I actually Special. don't have like the the specifics on this yet, but we we are planning to do uh, next next weekend. The entirety of the weekend is a, a seventy-two hour stream, um, hosted by Trick, who is also on Mondays with us at the at or in. And <laughs> Smash Smash Makers. Makers with us on Mondays. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and we're going to do a three day for the Bail Project. Yeah. Uh, three day stream. And we're going to be doing a special episode of Little Organo on Friday. Um, so check that out. And we'll be kind of shift on topic. Yeah. We'll be some of lands such as RPGs and. and some stuff. of our talk that we have had in this will be on there as well. And with, with multiple special guests that we still haven't locked down yet. <laughs> we will have locked down before Friday.
Okay. And then, and also, yeah, and I'll be live streaming a uh, Scarlands game uh, Saturday and Sunday as well. Nice. So and is that on your? At the end of the weekend. Is that on your uh, Twitch? I haven't found a home for it yet. Gotcha. Um, you can host so it on mine. I could see. I was considering that. We'll talk about it. It's not worth well, make putting it, working my own Twitch for it. <laughs> so we'll figure it out. Um, we'll figure it out. All right. I think that's everything. Until next time, everybody, stay safe. Uh, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Wash your hands. Wear your masks. We'll see you next time. Bye.